I got a billion dollar mindset, steady as a flow, navigating all my time spent, letting us know. Billion dollar, billion dollar, billion dollar. <laughs> yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the internet's number one success podcast, Into the Mind, where we break down and analyze the characteristics, strategies, and stories of successful entrepreneurs, investors, and high achievers, so that together we can learn from their mistakes, be inspired by their victories, and replicate their formulas for success. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson, former parkour athlete turned real estate investor and entrepreneur, and I'm on a mission to help 7.8 billion People improve their personal, professional, and financial lives by empowering their mindsets and connecting them to the right people. So today, this episode is going to be a real pleasure. I got my boy Prada Jones in here, and we're going to get to do something which he and I haven't even done before. I'm going to be diving into his origin story, and then I'm going to be having him break down all things credit. Like This is the man I go to when I need to understand personal credit, business credit, and everything in between. So Prada. Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, Marlon, Marlon, my guy. What an intro, man. Did I hear you say 7.8 billion people? Yes, sir, man. Yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. That sounds like the whole entire world, man. So that is, that is. And I can't do it by myself. That's why I love these sort of conversations where we're able to exchange some information and start to bring people into a better world. So, probably. Check this out. Tonight, I want to go into your origin story because it's pretty interesting, especially relative to where you are today. Because yeah. today, when I look at Prada, I see a man who's out there. He's educating the people. You yeah. teach ordinary people how to live extraordinary lives. You're yes. trying to credit the cash. You're yes. leveraging whole life policy. You're showing yes. people the proper sequencing for business credit, how to legally yes. hide their personal utilization on their credit history and all this. But that's not where you started. See, I right. want to go back in time for a minute and actually learn a little bit more about Prada Jones as he was coming up. Uh, man, where do we start, Marlon? I mean, it's, it's, it's been a long trip. It's been a long ride. Uh, but um, primarily, I mean, I'm from New Jersey, man. Uh, my family, if I take it back any further than that, my family's uh, origination is from West Africa. Okay, Liberia, to be specific. And um, I also was born in... 1989 in Liberia, right? Oh, and yes, and there was a civil war that broke out in that year. And um, my father was was traveling back and forth from the States already. He was actually uh, an ambassador for the UN, right? So he was able to get his family out of the country while things were hot, things were going on, the war broke out. And that's when the entire family came over to the States. From that point on, we, you know, we resided, we started off in New York and we moved over to New Jersey. We resided in New Jersey since that point. Okay. So now if you've heard any other stories out there about my upbringing, this is kind of why it kind of shifted that way because really my family is first generation or I'm first generation American, right? We, We don't have a whole bunch of family in the States. The family is primarily in West Africa. So being that we were here and and may I add, my father passed away during that war. You know, he sent his family ahead and he happened to get caught in the mix and he died. Right. Wow. So, you know, now you have a single mother with she has six total kids, but two initially came over me and my brother. 
during that time when we, we escaped the war. So we came here and, you know, she was doing everything she could to, to have odd jobs and just provide for her two little ones. And, um, you know, when I actually became a man, or at least let's say in the teenage years, that's when my, that's when my delinquent ways came in, right? My juvenile delinquent ways came into play. And I was just like all over the place. I was trying to figure it out. Once again, no father figure. Um, my mother is my father figure. She still is. Um, I have older siblings, but everybody's scrambling. Everybody's trying to figure it out. So, you know, um, at that point, I used to look up to other guys that were in my communities and, you know, that was in the street life because I really didn't understand why it was that they were able to have certain things that I didn't have, you know, and at that very moment, they introduced me to different things that, you know, they were doing in the streets that, that, that was giving them back rewards, if you will. Right. They were getting rewarded by either selling drugs or, you know, doing white collar crimes and all kinds of different things. So I got introduced to that type of stuff at a very young age. And I was very intrigued by it, right? Because it turned it turned me into a provider, right? I always want to provide. I never went out there just to say I wanted things that I couldn't afford. I just wanted to give my family things that they didn't have, okay? So that's kind of where my upbringing started or, or you know, the, the basis of, you know, Prada Jones and upcoming New Jersey. And I was getting into trouble around then. But this is one thing I will say. Though I was into some things that I don't like to speak on today, right? Not that I don't like to speak on, but things that I don't really care for today. Like, I don't want to see kids doing the things I was doing back then, right? right. I don't like that type of stuff. But what I will say is, even though I was indulging in all those activities, I always stayed focused. I was always focused on school. I was always in school, right? The entire time, entire time. I'm talking about, I never missed school because I was like, oh, I'm hanging out with the cool kids or I'm hanging out in the streets. I always was focused on that because I always felt like once I get the education that I need, I'll be able to leave these things that I'm like glorifying. You know what I mean? So that was basically my story. Yeah, you know, and I, I like that because I was telling you a little bit before we started recording that I actually I was listening to one of your episodes that you did on beards and bottles. Yeah. And that's why I started to learn about your history. And I was like, damn, like because the product I see today, you know, yeah. I just you're so well put together. You're someone that cares about people at such a deep level and you yeah. provide so much value. The thought of you ever going out and doing some knucklehead stuff. It's just, yeah. it's so far removed. So right. I was like, wow, that's so cool. Because essentially I see some people sometimes thinking it's too late for me. I'm right. too far on one side. And right. one thing I did pick up on when you were explaining your story there was you've always seemed to march to the beat of your own drum in a sense. Although you were in the streets hanging yeah. out and like that was the influence you were around, there was yeah. still something cool about you that you still, you linked up to yourself and you even said back then, you know, you got along with everybody, north side, south side. Right. Prada was someone that was able to move in whichever room he went into. People Absolutely. Accepted you. And I thought that was cool. And I was actually curious as to where that came from. Like, although you kind of, in a sense, as a, a man, you had to start taking on a role of raising yourself in a way. 
you yeah. know, what allowed you to maintain that independence and not quite get pulled in to influences outside? Well, I mean, even a blind man can see the results of the streets, right? It's either dead or in jail. And for me, at a young age, you know, we have a certain a certain ability or certain uh, confidence that, you know, we don't care what happens tomorrow, right? It's like, man, I'm prepared for that, anything. So if it's jail, I'm ready to go to jail. If it's death, I'm ready to die. And for me, I didn't want to die, to be honest, you know? But jail, I wasn't afraid of. So it was like, I was able to say, okay, it's certain things that I'll do and certain things that I won't. Mm-hmm. It's like, I got to draw the line somewhere because, all right, if I know this will land me in jail for prison and let land me in prison, maybe the maximum five years, I'm okay with that. But that other thing that you're doing there has a charge or has a, a has a, has a prison sentence of up to 30 years. I'm okay on that. I don't need any parts of that. All right. But when it comes to things like, hey, I'm going to carry a gun or, you know, I'm going to go and have a shootout. I mean, the, the areas where I grew up are rough, man, yeah. are very, very rough. Like kids, kids 13 years old are like carrying guns around to protect themselves. I was just talking to my son recently. My son just turned 13 and I'm looking at some of his friends that, you know, he plays basketball with and, and things like that. And I'm identifying them as hoodlums already. You know, I'm not talking bad about anyone's kids, but I'm like, that kid, there's a hoodlum. I can recognize it. I know it. And then two weeks later, he's showing me Instagram with the kids, you know, flashing guns on Instagram. I'm like, I told you. I told you. I can recognize I grew up around it. So if anybody can recognize it, I'm number one. You know what I mean? So that that having that foundation, to be honest, Marlon, it's even protecting my kids upbringing. Like I can recognize things from afar. Like, listen, you're not going over there because that's trouble. Right. You know what I mean? And we're, 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 we're away from the area we, we moved or we, we, we came up in where I came up in, but we're still close enough that, you know, certain things you intermix with, like um, if let's say, I'm not sure if you're familiar with New Jersey much, but, um, when you come to Newark, you know Newark. Of yeah, course, you I know Newark. Newark. In Newark, right? I live about 20 minutes away from Newark in a city called West Orange. About 10 minutes, to be honest. It's two different worlds, mm-hmm. but it's so close that those worlds still can collide. And I'm not trying to keep my son away from Newark. I came up in Newark, but certain things in Newark that you're not going to see in West Orange. So he's not, he doesn't understand certain things. Like if he goes and hangs out at the basketball court in Newark, then he goes to the store, then he's hanging with a friend. It Things things still can just start trickling from there. You know what I mean? It's not the same if he goes to the basketball court in West Orange and he goes to the store and then that's it. I mean, anything can happen anywhere, but you just got to know, and I know what's going on in certain places. So, you know, me and having that, me having that is, is definitely helping him, whether he knows it or not. Right. And, you know, I thought that's powerful. And that's why, like, I bring up and dive into the origin stories, because sometimes yeah. we do this thing where we have a recency bias. When I look at Prada and I just assume, yo, this is yeah. how life has always been for Prada. Things right. must always be easy because now I see you and I see the man that has over 100,000 followers on social. Yeah. Out yeah. here influence people from, you know, people that are upper echelon and then people that are for the most part get written off 
Right. Like a lot of people in our community, right. they get written off as, man, they don't know no better. They can't do nothing. All and the time. It's crazy because you came mm-hmm. from that world and you escaped that world. You left that world, but you still go back in because you know there are other people like you. A hundred percent. And that's why my voice is so powerful, I believe, because I understand that. And I will not let anyone count me out. I'm going to give you a quick story, Marlon. Since we're on the topic, you got me open tonight, man. <laughs> I Listen, I, I did about 18 months in prison back in like 2012. And when I came out, I was on a quest to get back on, on, on my feet, get my life together. And bro, when I tell you, I couldn't even get a job pushing a Walmart cart. You know, the guys who be outside at Walmart grabbing the carts and, you know, sometimes you see them at ShopRite, they grab the carts up and they they pack. I couldn't get get a job doing that. At that very moment, I knew I I had to switch the whole thing up, bro. I couldn't pursue a natural nine to five, right? Because I have a criminal background. Mm-hmm. All right. So now what am I going to do? What am I going to do to provide for myself? And I, I think even at that time, yeah, my son was he was very young. He was probably like three years old or something like that. So I still had that. I still have my mom or my, my mom's still here. Right. You know, she's doing whatever she could do, but she's getting older. My mom's like like 30 years older than me, maybe a little older than that. And I'm 33 now. So, you know, she's pushing like 70. So I'm just like, man. I got to figure it out. Right. So that's when I started investing in myself. That's when I started even looking into things like credit. Uh, you know, before I went to jail, I had some money laying around, but I, I didn't want to revert back to the things that landed me in jail. OK, so the money that came back outside to I started investing into myself, my education, you know, because I'm like, it's got to be a different way. It just has to be, because if not. The cycle is, it, it, it just continues, right? You you get no, you don't have any money, so you have to do some things to get money. Those same activities that can land you in jail may land you in jail. So once you get in jail, how do you stop that same circle of life, bro? And this is what's happening in our communities each and every day. So I had to be the one to step outside of that and make sure that I didn't revert back to the same things that landed me in the same place that I don't want to be in, right? Or I didn't want to be in. And this is the thing. I always tell people, always hang around the people that's doing the things that you want to do. So I had to change my circles. I had to change my crowd. You know what I mean? And not to say the people I were around were bad people, but they just couldn't take me to the place that I wanted to go because they've never been there. That's all. It's simple. And once I, once I, once I figured that out, Marlon, everything changed. Life changed. I was able to be coached because I was around people that could pour into me versus me pouring into them, right? And once I started understanding the worlds they were in, I could contribute. But until that point, I had to just be a final wall and listen, listen to everything, keep my ears open and learn something different. And bro, that was the best choice, best decision I've ever made. For the last 10 years, bro, I've been pursuing a whole different type of life. I mean, I've always been a great guy, right? If you ever met me before, you're like, oh, I love this guy. He's always fun. He's cool. But I didn't have the, the, the secret sauce that I got today, if you will. I got a lot of secret sauce today, man. You know what I mean? And I've just been I've been building my recipe for the last few years to have a, 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 a great a great sauce to deliver to anyone. So anytime you taste this sauce, you're just like, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yo, I love it. I love it. So, like, let me get this straight. I want to recap this for the people that are listening. Yeah. Because you eventually, you found yourself as Prada, and you knew you loved providing, right? Like, that yeah. was, like, what had you out in the streets, had you doing things, right? So that's what you wanted. You just wanted to take care of the people around you. Absolutely. Right? But unfortunately, at that time in your life, you know, you were getting caught up in the streets. The streets was teaching you the wrong way. It was landing you in trouble where you got into trouble and you realized, all right, something had to change. And you opened yourself up to guidance, to education, yeah. to mentorship, yeah. where it started to teach you a new path where you could still provide, but you could do it in a way that didn't lock you up. It was in a way that was inclusive to the Correct. lifestyle you wanted to create. I'm Correct. so curious. And then we're going to jump into some knowledge. I want you to give the people some knowledge in a little bit as well. But I am curious as to like, who was that first voice that got into your head that was almost like this catalyst? Was it a book? Was it a person? Was it like an overnight seminar? Like what, what was it? I mean, the to be honest, the first book that I read that kind of shifted my mindset was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I still remember that. And it was so far back. I didn't even understand most of the things he was teaching in the book, but it gave me a different sense of the world, right? When and Mark, once again, it's back to our communities. Our communities do not read enough, right? We don't read enough. We barely read at all. And I was one of those guys, right? And not because I didn't like to read, but truthfully, the people that like math, they really don't do much reading. And I'm a math wizard. Like, you know, uh, I went up to like Calc three in high school. Like I was, I was in some serious math, right? But I didn't care too much for reading. But reading has all the answers. This is back before the internet was available. So, like, I mean, back then, I mean, the internet was around, but it wasn't like now. Like we didn't run to the internet for everything, right? It's either you knew it or you didn't. You pull out the, the thesaurus or you pull out some type of book to really do your research. You know what I mean? You had yellow pages. You got all that kind of stuff. Like, but for me, I'm like, I didn't really read, bro. So once I got a crack of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I'm like, okay, there's different things going on out here. And this is when I started going to like different meetups and seminars, right? I was going to different people's seminars and learning things. I'm like, Wow. You know, I started spending like a little $100 here, $200 here just to get in a room of people that were doing things. And bro, I just started seeing so many different things. And it's always been here. They've always had seminars. They've always had meetups. They always had conventions. And we kind of, well, I know I did. I just ignored that. So I'm like, what do I care about a convention? You know, people coming to your city, big conventions. And I just ignored that side of life. But it's, it's funny because this is what I pursue on a daily basis now. Like, I can't I can't imagine life without this, without financial literacy, without building credit, without l- leveraging credit, without accessing funds. And this is the thing, Marlon, I don't want to get you off track, but. It's never really it was never really having money. It's not re- having money is one part of it, but the access The access to funds is all it's about. That's really what you need. You can be as poor as a joke right now, but if you have access, meaning whether you have a partner, you had the ability to go to the bank, anything like that, and you have access to funds, you still can use your brain, right? When you don't have the access, your brain shuts down. You ignore conversations. You don't want to hear about investment opportunities because it's like, I don't have the access. 
So don't speak to me about that. What I do know is I could go on his corner and make a hundred bucks and I'll be okay. You know what I mean? I can, I can, I can get with this girl and I could use her for whatever she has. I'll drive her car around. It's like the mentality sucks because you don't understand the ability to access the funds. So you, you kind of just shut down and put yourself in a little box. You know what I mean? Yo, I know exactly what you mean. And I, that's why I like, you know, I wanted to highlight that product because somebody's listening right now and somebody's still on the fence about going to seminars, picking up books, paying for courses, yeah. going and getting themselves educated and investing in themselves. So I just wanted to make sure we highlighted that. Yeah. I want people to understand how this happens, how when I look at a product, what makes him him. Like you yeah. just said, you can't even imagine your life where you're not going and investing in yourself. You're not going and buying new courses. You're not going yeah. and spending money to go be in a room with a certain amount of people for X amount of hours just because it's going to level you up. And what right. you just said, the access to capital, like, bro, you just hit the nail on the head. Like <laughs> Your brain doesn't even operate because you already answered the question. I don't got it. Right. But now you teach people how to have it. You teach people yeah. that even if they don't have a dollar in their checking account. Right. Even if they are broke as a joke, they can still get the access to funds to go and invest like the big players, that yep. they could go out and do the things that they see the rich people doing, that they can have that life. They can have those sort of assets. So let's get into that. Like I wanted to turn this now, like the next like 40 minutes. I want people listening for the next 40 minutes. And let's yep. turn this into a masterclass for them. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, man, where do we start? But I'll let you know exactly where we start. It's it's a three-step process, man. And each each step has different phases, but the overall process is to fix your credit. Second step is to build your credit and structure it properly. And the third is to get some funding. That's the three-step play. All right, so let's focus a little bit on what fixing credit means. Fixing credit is, is basically when you've bumped you've hit a bump in the road somewhere along the lines where you know you ended up with a collection ended up with a charge off okay maybe a bankruptcy maybe your student loans went into default all right maybe you have a repo right those things like that maybe you have a late payment you didn't pay something on time those are things that require credit repair okay for most people that are in tune with their credit and they understand, okay, I need credit repair. They may or may not do it, but if they do, it doesn't stop there. This is what I always try to preach to people, right? Mm -hmm. Credit repair is much different from credit building. Credit repair may get you a 700 score, maybe a 720, maybe 730, who knows, right? The score isn't as important as your data points, okay? Because your data points are the things and the items that are on your credit report that's going to allow you to get the funding. This is gonna allow you to get the phase three or step three, should I say, all right? So when it comes to, to building, now that's when you have to focus on different credit cards to get, the right ones to get, right? Because there's a difference between a tier one card versus a tier four card. The tier one credit cards are like your Chase, your City, your Bank of America, your Wells Fargo. Okay, then you have things like tier two, which which is like your TD banks, your uh, Capital One, um, Amex, Discover, uh, U.S. Bank, and so on. And then your tier threes, and this is the the last tier that I recommend anybody having, are like your credit unions, 
uh, your community banks, you know, things that's in your area. All right. But now the final was a tier fours. That's what no one should be focused on. No one should get tier four cards because they don't do anything for you for your actual profile. And you're not contributing to uh, a relationship with a bank. All right. That's like your Macy's cards, all those store cards, your Walmart cards, um, things that make you look like a consumer on paper rather than a professional borrower. That's what you want to look like, a professional borrower, right? Because if I have a whole bunch of store cards, Victoria's Secret, Macy's, and even some of those, uh, like, front, what, what is it, First Premier, Merrick, Open Sky, those cards, you don't establish any relationship with a bank, and they give you terrible limits. So stay away from tier four cards, all right? So now we're building the proper way. We got the right credit cards. Um, even if you want to talk about installment loans, installment loans help you build great credit, helps you build great, great credit. I'm talking about anything. All right, so this is the tiers of installment loans. It goes from mortgages to auto loans, then finally personal loans. Okay, so if you, you're not in a position to get a mortgage, Okay, so be it. That's fine. Next step is a auto loan. Most of us need a car. So actually getting a auto loan will help build your credit as you're paying off that car. Okay, having credit and establishing credit. And just let me step back for a second. Anyone that doesn't know what credit is, is, is simply the ability, right? It's just the ability to borrow money, right? Borrow money to access goods or services, and with the understanding that you're going to pay those funds back later, at a later date. That's really all credit is, okay? So when we're talking about getting a car under your your, your uh, profile, under your personal credit, it's essential to building credit, okay? You don't want to not do that and go out and cash out on a car. Once again, I always revert back to our communities. Our communities always think, hey, I got the cash. I'm going to go to the dealership and I'm going to cash out. Right. We came up in an era where the rappers were always talking about cash out, cash out, cash out, meaning they pay for everything. Right. They have enough cash to buy anything. They buy out the bar. They buy out the cars. They buy everything. They go to the mall and they buy everything out using cash, which is this is this is, this is not the way you want to go. <laughs> you want to keep your cash and leverage someone else's money not just to buy the goods and services that you want personally, but to make investments, all right? So we continue building up this credit report with good credit cards and great installment loans. And before you know it, within a good year doing this, you'll be ready for funding. And this is from scratch. Most of us have been building credit for the last few years. So sometimes all you need to do is fine tune a few things and you'll be ready to go to the bank and access $50,000, $100,000, even up to $500,000 if you know exactly where to go. See, now Prada, you because I want to I want to talk about this, I want to highlight this because I came from the world and I came from that mindset and the culture that credit is dangerous. Like real yep. talk, like in my house I was scared of credit cards. I remember when I got old enough to go open up a bank account and they were asking me if I wanted to open a credit card. I was like, no, I thought it was a scam. I was like, yo, they're trying to hurt me. And I ran out faster than anybody. Yeah. And it was terrified because I was taught credit cards are going to hurt me. 
I was going to yeah. get myself into a lot of trouble with it. And now as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a real estate investor, yeah. I see the power of credit because I'm able to use that credit to go and purchase properties, to go run my fix and flips, to go run my projects. And I don't need to wait on anybody. Of course. Teach, right. That, and we're going to probably get into this a little later because I don't want to sidestep side the, the steps here. But yeah. you even teach how to turn credit into cash. And I want to yeah. like, that's something that I didn't know you can do, that you right. can actually liquidate and get that money off the credit cards to go of do course. whatever you needed to do. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And that's, that's the beauty of leveraging credit cards. And if you're going to do that method, right, if you're going to follow that sequence of funding and liquidating credit cards, which is not as typical as most people think, right? When people think about borrowing from the bank, they think, okay, I'm going to go to the bank. I have a business idea, right? I'm going to go to the bank with my business idea, with maybe a business plan, and they're going to love my plan so much that they're going to give me the loan to execute this, which is, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great way to think. And I mean, you know, you're like, the aspiration is there, but that's not how it works. If I tell you right now, Marlon, I've never created a business plan and went to the bank for funding. You may not believe me. Well, I know you will. May someone else would be like, well, how do you get money? How do you, how are you accessing these funds? Right? So that's when we, we revert back to building the proper way, right? Mm-hmm. Anytime you want business funding, I'm going to say 95% of all business funding is going to require you to personal guarantee the loan, the line of credit, or the credit card, okay? Now, personal guarantee means you have to leverage your personal credit and actually be the one that's signing off on this loan or this line of credit. Now, you can't do that if you don't have good good credit. You can't go to the bank with bad credit and think you're going to walk out of there. That's why the first step was to fix the credit. The second step was to build the credit. Now we finally get into the funding aspect. So once you have all of that, the last thing you need to do, and especially if we're only talking about credit card stacking, right, which is the process of getting multiple credit cards under your business name by leveraging your personal credit, all you need to have is an LLC or an INC, either one is fundable, right? Then you should have your EIN number, okay? That's another free thing. That's a free number that you get from the IRS. Once you have those two, all you need now is your identification, and now you're in business. You're ready to go to the bank and get funding, okay? So in my my process, we don't even go to the bank. If we're talking credit card stacking, we don't even enter the bank. We go right online from the comfort of our homes and we can access $50,000, $100,000 worth of credit cards by leveraging our personal credit. Okay. So now let's just say we do a sequence uh, for funding. Like we go, what, 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 I, what I mean by sequence is we figure out which banks pull from which credit bureaus. Okay, which banks are going to pull your credit from which credit bureau? All right, so let's say we were considering Chase. Chase usually pulls from Experian. Okay, Bank of America usually pulls from like TransUnion. And let's say Key Bank. Key Bank usually pulls from Equifax, especially in 
my region. It's sometimes it changes depending on your state, but that's basically the lineup right there. Now let's just imagine each place is going to give us $25,000 on a credit card. Okay, so now what I would do is I would set up my computer, open up each tab for each bank, okay? I would do the application for the credit card, put in all my information on each app, each application, then I would submit all three. I'll wait a minute, and if you're properly structured, you're gonna get an automatic approval. They're not gonna say, hey, give us a minute, we'll send you a letter, we'll send you an email, right? If you're properly structured, and let me step back for a second, properly structuring your credit, it's like setting up the the your 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 name. That all right, so this is the thing. If you look at your credit report, you're gonna see your name, your emails your phone numbers, your addresses, a whole bunch of different data that's on you, right? That they've been recording over the years. The best way to beat manual underwriting and get automatic underwriting, automatic approvals is going to be by synchronizing your data, mm. all right? Synchronize your data. Have everything the same all the way across the board. That means one variation of your name, right? If my name is Prada Jones and I carry a middle name, maybe Andrew, Prada Andrew Jones should be what is reporting all across the board. Now, if I don't use Andrew as my middle name, but maybe I carry just A, well, Prada A Jones should be the only name all the way across the board, across the board meaning within TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian. Now, let's say I don't use my middle name at all, but I do have one, but I'd rather not use it for banking. I'll just use Prada Jones, okay? But what happens is most of us have Prada A. Jones on one bureau, Prada Andrew Jones on another bureau, then Prada Jones on the last bureau. Now, that's really three different people if you think about it, okay? So that's when you get those underwriting, uh, the manual underwritings where they're like, hey, we want you to call in, hey, maybe... You can send us an ID or send us some information just to verify your identity because once they pulled your information, they seen that you had different variations of your name. This is very key to getting that automatic underwriting, automatic approvals. Then from there, you want to make sure that your addresses are reporting properly. Address, address, address. We've, I'm 33 years of age and I've been to multiple different addresses. And almost every address I moved to, I may have got some type of service where they had to pull credit. And every time they pull my credit, they're recording that new address that I'm living at. So what this is doing over time is accumulating different addresses, making me look like I am not stable. Mm. When, the, when the lenders pull my credit and they see I have five different addresses, right? One of them is, one of the credit cards may still be reporting at an old address, but on this application, I'm saying, hey, I live at 123 Main Street. I don't live at 456 Martin Luther King Boulevard, right, which is on my credit report. They're like, hey, stop, red flag, send us some information, okay? You don't want manual underwriting. Manual underwriting will either lower your limits or just deny you totally, okay? You always want those automatic approvals. That's how you get the highest limits, the easiest, fastest way, Okay. So we're talking names, we're talking address, phone numbers are key too, right? We live in a digital era where most of the crime, cyber crime is going on as we speak. It probably goes on every eight seconds of the day, 
right? Someone's identity is being snatched. So the way the banks protect themselves is by red flagging everything. You know, they stop, they want to know everything. So if your data isn't synchronized and you put these applications in, your phone number, you have too many different phone numbers reporting, too many different emails, your employer, even your employer can get you into a, a, a manual underwriting, okay? So if you have a job, you can post that nine to five. You don't have to have the CVS job or the Walmart job or the McDonald's job you had 10 years ago still reporting. You have your most current job if you do have a nine to five. And if you are an entrepreneur or if you're, or if you're both and you have a business and a nine to five, have both of them reporting. Okay, both should be reporting on your credit report. Now, the the business that we're going to get the most funding for should be that business that's reporting. Okay, that's the one that we go to the different banks and get loans and lines of credit and not just credit cards. I only talk about credit cards for those uh, uh, those those businesses that are new. If you're new in business and you're like, hey, I need some money just to like get ahead, make sure that the business is afloat. Then we go credit cards. But once you establish business for about 24 months, you open yourself up to a different world of funding, which are the loans and lines of credit. Lines of credit I love because it's like just a cushion that's just sitting there waiting for you to use whenever you need it. Okay, so that's pretty much how that goes. Fast forward back to the funding where we were. Okay, we pulled all three bureaus. We had the sequence, we had our, our sequence, our funding sequence, and now we got 25, 25, 25. And technically, it's only one inquiry because when you pull from each bureau, they don't, they don't, you know, put all the uh, inquiries on, on the one, they pull it from each one. So TransUnion was one, Equifax was one, and Experian was one inquiry. And now imagine if we duplicated this two, three times, and that got 25, 25, 25, whether 10, 10, 10, however it went, we could accumulate a lot of money fast, all right? So that's the funding process for any new businesses that need some funding and don't understand how to get it, okay? As I've been to the bank, new business, try to get a loan, try to get a line of credit, not understanding any of this, bad credit or no credit at all, and just didn't understand why I was always getting denied, so... That's the way you make sure you get approved. <laughs> Yo, Prada, I can tell you right now, this is going to be the best episode ever. <laughs> because, yo, I'm here. I'm taking notes like I'm in school. Yeah, man. Right? First off, first off, first off, before we even continue with this interview, did you used to be a teacher in your past life? Oh, uh, man. I, I You never, never was a teacher. But in college, I used to love to get in front of people and, and you know, do my reports. I did love that. Did Bro, love you're, that. You're amazing at it. You're really because you break it down. And what I want to highlight there is you said something really important, which a lot of people never think about. And how do I know? Because I came from this world. You said synchronize the data. Yeah. Like getting the synchronized data gets yeah. you those auto approvals. And this is something that I want people to understand. Like you have taken the time not just to understand from the consumer side, but you've also made a relationship with these banks where you understand what their process looks like. So you're not only looking at it from this side of the table, you're mm -hmm. actually looking at it from their side of the table and you're understanding how to reduce or completely eliminate the friction. That's it. So now it's just a smooth process. And I want to, I want to highlight this because 
I know some people might be thinking, well, look, I've been able to go and get business credit on my own, Prada. Like I went and I got a business credit card and, you know, I have four business credit cards. They gave me 4,000, 2,000, but there's a different way of doing it. There's a proper sequencing, right? Yep. Can I ask you what happens if it's done improperly? What ends up happening? What's the side effect of so, going through it with an improper sequence? So you just got to think about it. I mean, if you have good credit, if you at minimum you have good credit, you can trip into funding, right? I mean, just like go into it blindly and walk out with a credit card that you know has maybe ten thousand dollars or fifteen k or whatever it may be, just by having good credit and having the minimum LLC EIN number and the identification card. Okay, you can just trip right into funding. But the thing about it is, that same approval may have been more. Right. When you when, if you were structured properly, that same approval that you had may have been more. OK, so now, yet yeah, everyone is stacking up credit cards and, you know, they're like, I don't really need this because I'm already good at what I'm doing, which may be true. But not knowing. Right. Not knowing how to actually execute the proper way. The day that you do get denied, you won't know how to fix that. You won't know where you went wrong. See, now, if 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 I'm a mentor and I've walked the path and I'm telling you, hey, you walk this path, you always know this path is the one to success. But if you go out in the woods by yourself, you got to create your path each and every way. Right. You're hitting this log. You're hitting this tree. You're stuffing your toe every way. And that's not what we want to do. We want to know exactly the path to take that works each and every time, because what proven methods, proven systems give you predictable results, all right? If it's a proven system, I could I could do it with my eyes closed and I'll know what'll happen. I know what's gonna happen each and every time. Like I know when my mom cooks, it's a proven system. It's gonna be a delicious meal. It happens each and every time. <laughs> you know what? And I wanna, I wanna highlight that because again, this is what we talk about like when leaving money on the table. See, yep. I want people thinking bigger. That's why I have Prada talking right now, because I want people thinking bigger. Would you rather have the question you should be asking yourself is, would you rather have access to $20,000 or $100,000, right? If you can do the same work, right, but you just do it in a different order, you do it in a proven system, in a proven way that will get you more, would you rather not know or would you rather know? See, me right. personally, I would rather know if I'm going to do the work, I want to do it the way that's going to maximize the results. This is what we call leverage, right? Mm -hmm. How can I do the same amount of work, but produce way more results? I want to maximize the results and maximize the amount of access I have to capital, especially with the business credit, because now Prada, you can do yes. some cool stuff with the business credit. And I want you to highlight this part, because this is one of the things that used to mean nothing to me until I started doing more business. until I started needing access to more capital, which was being able to legally hide your personal utilization. Absolutely. Hey man, I was online the other day and I don't know if it was a Dave Ramsey supporter, but uh, <laughs> he was just like nailing me to the cross, man. I'm like, geez, bro. So the issue was I was, you know, going on my spill, going on my rants about, how leveraging your personal credit to get business credit and business funding is a way that you can max out credit cards, right? And invest, well, I didn't go into investment. I think this is where his issue was. I was telling him 
that you can max out credit cards and not have it reported to your personal credit. And that is going to allow you to rinse and repeat that same cycle. So now the main reason people get it, get, get put in a box and, you know, they shut down their personal credit funding is because they go out, they get a credit card under their personal name. They max it out, whether that's for investments or, or pleasure. Right. And now they can't get any more uh, uh, um, lines of credit or, or credit cards because they your utilization on that one credit card is so high. No other bank wants to touch them. But when we leverage our personal credit and do the same thing under the business, now those same utilization issues are no longer there, okay? The utilization is not reporting anywhere. Therefore, we can go out and get another credit card and another credit card and another credit card and utilize it, whether it's fully maxed out or not, to invest in different businesses that are going to help us grow our income, grow our wealth, you know, whether it's passive or semi-passive, all right? So that's the main thing we want to do. We want to make sure when we're going to these banks to leverage credit, got to plug in this, this laptop. Sorry about that. <laughs> See, and while you're plugging that laptop in, I want to highlight the importance of this, guys. Like what Prada is talking about right now, when we're able to hide that utilization, the way I thought about it, the way it finally clicked for me, because I'm a little nerdy. I used to play video games and I always used to think, man, what if life was like Mario and I could have multiple lives? I can go and I could do something over here and I can mess up and I can have another chance. I can have another go over because one of my biggest worries was always like, man, if I do this one thing and it doesn't work out exactly as I thought it would be, that's it. I'm out of the game. Right. But I saw this as, wow, I can have multiple lives and not even multiple lives because when you get better, it's now, wow, I have multiple opportunities to go and build. I can access and be a part of more opportunities simply because I have the access. Yes. Let me build on top of that, Marlon. Just just the simple fact is this. If you only if you've been working for earned income for the last five years, saving money, putting money away. So one day you can actually invest and grow wealth. Let's say you 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 accumulated 20 grand over the last maybe say three, four years, right? What happens when that 20 grand investment goes south? Do you wait another three, four years before you're able to invest again? Or do you just say, I don't want to invest at all ever again because the last time I invested, it didn't work out. And for most people, there's either one of the two options. But when it comes to the 1%, the 1% do not do that. And I'm part of the 1% and so is Marlon. And what happens is when we go and leverage our credit under the business and take out a credit card for $20,000, liquidated, which we'll get to before we get out of here, we liquidated, turn that credit into cash. And now let's say the investment goes south. Well, hey. I mean, of course, we're going to take care of the credit card, right? But this is the other part about that. There's usually a 0% credit card, meaning that $20,000, the $20,000 once is a 0% credit interest credit card that's not reported under your personal credit. So now there's no utilization issues and you're only paying the minimum back each and every month for up to 20 months, which is usually about 1% of what you've utilized. Okay, meaning if you have a $20,000 card, the minimum payment that you have to pay without any interest is $200 that month. 
Okay, so if you still have a job and you were just trying to do something on the side, you'll be able to still pay the card back. And then, you know, you can go back and leverage more credit to fix that issue. So now let's keep moving forward. The $20,000 didn't work out, but that was one place you went to. Let's go to another bank and get maybe another 20K because Marlon just came back and gave you a great idea for investing in some real estate. Right. And you're like, wow, this sounds way better than the last investment I did. I'm not out the game. I can still make it back. I can still get active. I can still invest and make passive income because Marlon, I'm so glad that I found him. He's actually investing and he has receipts and it looks great. I will. I would love to be a part of this. So now you go leverage your credit again. Right now, maybe it was just a twenty thousand. $20,000 investment again that you needed. And you gave that money to Marlon and you guys invested. All right, great. The investment went awesome. He came back with a return. Maybe you got $35,000 on top or total from your, your 20 grand, right? Now you have $15,000. For one, you can still pay back your $20,000 card that you recently invested with. And now you have 15K to put to the first card that didn't work out so well. But the, the mindset here is, don't tap yourself out when you strike out for the first time. You have multiple chances to clean up and continue building wealth. This is what the 1% do. This is what the rich do. And this is the way they do it. Okay. When you look around, you look to the left, you look to the right. And you're like, geez, this guy is he's doing awesome things. And he came from the same place that I came from. What changed in his trajectory that this is not changing for me? Why is it that he was asked that he had access to funds and I don't? This is it. This is the secret right here. Leverage your credit to get ahead. Simple as that. Yo, Prada, right now you are holding nothing back. I want people to understand they're getting a master class right now. They're 100%. getting a master class. So we got to tap one, into one more thing. And it's crazy because there's so much more to go. Oh, yeah. We're going to tap into one more thing. I want them to get like the things they can start working on immediately. Yeah. So we talk about getting access to the capital. We talk about getting the credit card and people are like, yo, but I got the cards. How do I get the money off of it, though? Because like, I'm trying to buy a house. I'm trying to use this money as a down payment. Right. But the the bank, the title company, the lawyers, they telling me I can't swipe my credit card for the down payment. Yeah. How am I getting the capital off this? So that happens all the time. And you can either, you know, say, I, well, I'm going to just miss out on this investment or you can be strategic in liquidating. And when you liquidate, you can you can go and get a cash advance. Some of these cars have cash advances. You can go and do that and pay high interest for the cash advance. Some of them have convenience checks. Convenience checks are the ones that you just write right out and, and you'll be able to deposit a check into your bank account and they'll pull the funds from the credit card. OK, so that's a great way. Some of them have balance transfers. Most of them are personal credit cards that have the balance transfers, but they allow you to do so. And now those funds can go directly in your credit card. Now, let's say you don't have any of those options. OK, you still have a credit card, though. Hopefully it's a zero percent interest business credit card that you're going to do this with. Now you're like, hey, what do I do? So I have about two main methods that I use. Right. Um, one being the company Plastique. Uh, spell like plastic, but I just say plastic, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you can basically pay plastic to to send you funds in 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 cash. Well, they'll do an ACH, right? They'll send you 
funds by paying them through the car and they'll send you a check. All right. You can get it that way. That's one way. The other way is PayPal. Say you have a buddy, say Marlon's my pal, right? And I have a credit card. I say, hey, Marlon, can you invoice me for $10,000 so I can pay you through my credit card, my Chase Inc. credit card, and you, you'll, you'll receive the funds. And being that Marlon's my buddy, he'll go to the bank, minus whatever transaction fees and give me that $10,000, okay? So that's an easy way to liquidate, very easy way. Now, there's also something called QuickBooks. QuickBooks is, is a software that keeps your business very organized for accounting purposes, tax purposes, all kind of great things. And on that software, they have what's called an owner's draw, okay? This is probably the best way. If you have QuickBooks, you can do what's called an owner's draw. Ask your tax accountant about this, but you can do an owner's draw and you can pay yourself through that credit card. All right. Pay yourself directly through that credit card and you receive those funds. And now you'll be able to, you know, leverage it the way you want, use it the way you want, things of that nature. Yo, Prada, you just shared something that you just made somebody probably like an additional $600,000, $700,000 this year with that. Oh, yeah. Loan. Oh, yeah. Bro, so I got to ask, but I know the answer to this, right? Like Mm -hmm. you teach this, right? Like you actually walk people through step by step when people are listening. They're like, yo, I feel kind of like I might be in a position to do some of the things you mentioned, but I'm not quite sure. Right. Right. Is there a way they can get in contact with you, whether they can reach out to you, you do a service or you just educate them? I know you're big on educating the people. Yeah, I'm huge on that. So many people. Yeah. So, I mean, I give the free game all the time. I go lives. I do things like that, right? But right now, the best way to reach me is by going to my Instagram and catching my link tree, which I have so many different options to get you started, whether that's credit repair, whether that's uh, structuring your personal and business credit so you can go out there and get these fundings that we're talking about, right? And at minimum, we're doing an investor's challenge for teaching anyone who wants to learn how to leverage their credit, their personal credit and business credit to get funding and get into these different streams of income like Turo, Airbnb, uh, what else we have? Trucking, real estate, all right? So that's what's going on now. That actually is going down September 19th. And once again, if you wanna join that, you can go on the link in my bio. My uh, Instagram handle is Prada Jones with one underscore. Prada Jones with one underscore. Okay. Yo, Prada, I appreciate that. And yo, what I love is my audience knows, Prada, I don't mess around with who I bring onto the show. Yes. I'm very, very selective. I'm very, well, I know that my audience, right? The people that I bring on here, that's always value. It's always my people. It's people who I've seen the receipts. I've seen the work. I've seen the things that they do. Like Prada is, he's genuine. He's the one. Like, yes. so if you resonate with him, I recommend highly that you reach out because getting the business credit is a game changer. When people look at me now and they're asking me, how am I purchasing property? How have I picked up an additional 20 plus doors this last year alone? I didn't use any of my own money. OPM, I've been leveraging. Like what we are talking about is what we are actually doing. We're not just talking about it. Prada's in the trenches doing this every day. So I want to highlight that and really say, if you're thinking about it, if you're feeling about it, Reach out to Prada ASAP. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, Prada. I got two questions I'd like to wrap these shows up with. 
Yeah. And this first one you mentioned earlier that you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That book got into your mind and it was a catalyst for you to begin this journey. Now, since then, you've continued to read. Can you name one, no more than two other books that were total paradigm shifts? When you picked them up, your brain expanded and it never quite went back to being the same. Well, to be honest, uh, I've, I've read a lot since that point, but I'll, I'll mention the most recent books that I've, I've dived into. Um, one was the Grant Cardone book, the 10X book. I love that book, man. Oh. <laughs> Grant did wonderful things with that. And um, the second was what, what the Rockefellers do, which discuss trust, right? And the IULs and things like that. And I mean, that was like, boom, when I read that. Like I read that probably every six months just because I'm like, yo, I gotta read, I gotta, I gotta strengthen up on that, man. You know what I mean? So I'm on my second read now, actually, um, of that. So yeah, it was it, those are my two favorite in the last 12 months, I would say. Yo, you know what's crazy? That book, what would the Rockefellers do? This is how you know you're chilling with the right people. Cause I know like our whole squad got put on. Oh, yeah. Like, we've all been reading that book, and it's powerful. Like when you chilling with people. If they are not reading these sort of books, if they're not working on themselves, you are at the wrong campfire. You're chilling with the wrong people. Oh, yeah. So let me ask you this final question, Prada. Mm-hmm. I want you to imagine that tomorrow morning you wake up and as you're opening your eyes, as you're coming to consciousness, you start to realize you don't remember anything, right? Mm-hmm. You don't remember the books you read. You don't remember doing the stuff in the streets. You don't remember your childhood, your upbringing, the schooling education, seminars, nothing. It's gone. You are a blank slate. Now you're not freaking out. You're not scared. You're not nervous. It's not a scary movie. However, a thought starts to come to your mind. And this thought, when it comes to you, for whatever reason, you just accept it. You're just like, yo, this is true. You don't question it. It is unwavering. No one can convince you otherwise. What would you ideally prefer for that thought to be? Wow, Marlon. Jeez. You had me all soaked in just now, too. I'm like, dang, where are you taking me? But I mean, the thought, the thought that I ideally want that to be is. Jeez, man. Jeez, I I don't know, man. I like I would just, I would just, to be honest, if the thought was if the thought was to basically get me back where I need to be in life or somewhere where I I should be headed, I would like, I would like the thought to be, Hey, you need to pursue real estate, whatever that thought, wherever that would have led me, that I know would have been a great thought because I would have eventually ended up back at business credit. I would eventually ended up back with personal credit and leveraging credit. Um, but overall, even if without credit, I could have got into things like syndication and everything else, and I would have grew wealth. So that's kind of where I'm headed in life. Real estate, I'm gonna be ending up doing like real estate like you one day, being next to the goat, Marlon himself. So real estate, man, foundation is credit, but like I had an opportunity 10 years ago, bro, to buy a house in Newark for like $80,000. That house today is worth about $700,000. And that was only 10 years ago. So imagine what the next 10 years is going to be. Yep. So 
If I had to wake up not knowing anything and I needed direction, I would say the direction should be going into real estate. Bro, that's fire. And I got to say, I appreciate the fact that you took time to stop and think. Yeah. Because it's one of my favorite questions. And I love seeing how people are intentional with their answer and they really think about, all right, what can I tell people that this will provide a better life, a better future for them? So Prada, I know you said it before, but for the people who've just been listening and they are just plugged in, they're just like, yo, this man, I don't know what it is, but he speaks to me. I like, I, he's speaking, I'm listening, I'm hearing, I've heard what people have said before, but it made sense when Prada said it. Yeah. How should they be connecting you? Like with, where should they go to find you? Like, I want to know again, where should they go to connect? The easiest place to find me is Instagram. Okay, and that's Prada Jones underscore at P-R-A-D-A-J-O-N-E-S underscore. Okay, Prada Jones underscore. And unlike most of these guys that's popular online, I answer each and every DM that I get. Okay, so when you hit me up, I'm going to respond within 24 hours at that. So, yo, let's get out. (laughs) Y'all already know. Reach out to Prada. And you already know what time it is. You're going to do this, right? We at the end of the episode, if you enjoyed this episode, what I want you to do is I want you to screenshot yourself listening, whether it's YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're listening at. I want you to go to Instagram. I want you to make a story post right now and tag me and tag Prada. And then I want you to message me. Let me know what your biggest takeaway was. Tell me what the best takeaway was. The first five people that do that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send you a copy of an ebook. All right, the first five people to send that over to me. I'm going to send you a copy of an ebook. It's going to be a surprise which book you get, though. So, Prada, I want to say thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come drop this master class on people. And yeah. I want them to reach out to you. I want them to connect with you. I want them to learn more. So make sure y'all plug in with Prada. Thanks for having me, Marlon. I appreciate you, man. You're a goat at what you're doing. Keep the campfire strong, my brother. <laughs>